What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Circle of Slime. It's me, your boy Skinny. I'm joined by Jazzy J, Ozzy Fresh, and our special guest, Eric Gomez, coming to you live from the fort. What's up, my brother? My boy, what's good? All right. Welcome, all right. welcome. A Tuesday to blessing to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the circle, man. We're so excited to have you. Um, out of all my friends, bro, it's it's between you and my boy Pee Wee. I don't know anybody who knows more soccer than you guys. So um, I figured, man, let's get one of these boys on the show and let's talk a little bit of the FIFA World Cup. Um, to the audience, if you guys have not been watching these games, um, me not even being like a crazy soccer fan, bro, I'm so excited. I'm in the in a group chat with Jazzy J and Ozzy Fresh, and every fucking kick on goal or penalty kick is just. Ooh. Full excitement. <laughs> it's just going crazy. Um, Gomez, I'm going to come to you first, and we'll go around the table, and we'll ask everybody uh, the same question. Um, how excited and how much have you been enjoying these first couple games of the World Cup? Well, me being, you know, playing soccer my whole life, man, I've been uh, anticipating this day for a very long time. You know, big disappointment, you know, USA didn't make it last World Cup, so, you know, it's been uh, – been heartbroken to uh, wait this long, but hey, we're finally here, and uh, man, I've been counting down every day, and uh, you know, it's just awesome. It's how can you not be a fan right now, right? This is uh, you don't have to really play it, play FIFA, you love it, whatever, you know. Like I said, it's uh, it really just shows you why they call it the beautiful game it is, man. It just uh, keeps you on the edge of the seat all the time, and best part of it all, man, just wait till it gets a little farther in the group stages here when you know. The, Games and goals count even more. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm sure everybody's been tuning in. And, uh, you know, the people who are haters of soccer, I guarantee <laughs> you, they're, 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 they're peeking at the TV at some point, you know, at the bar. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, as I said, but my eyes are glued to the television for the past couple of days. Starting Sunday, uh, me and Slime are at church in the back of the church. We just tuned in. I hope the pastor's not listening to the show. But Slime, I'll bring the same question to you, man. The World Cup is finally here. We waited four years for this. Um, actually, now as uh, Americans, this is eight years, right? Yep. So years, it's man. been eight years, man. Uh, how excited are you for this World Cup? And uh, yeah, I'd leave it at that. Um, it's been good. I mean, do I get to take credit that I'm half Honduran and, and they made it to the World Cup last go around, or I waited? I waited all eight years too. If not, I'll wait all eight years. <laughs> Whatever I'll the fuck you're excited for. Yeah, bro. No, but, <laughs> but no, I got uh, a question for you about that. But go ahead, keep continue. Okay. But remind right. me. I won't because I'm scared. To, I'm scared to answer it. All right, but anyhow, um, no, I've been exciting so far. Uh, it's like literally uh, from the first game, Ecuador beating the host city 2-0, and you're hearing, uh, you know, the guy, the Ecuadorians looking at the sheiks and shit and talking shit, and then chants of "We want beer" started going off in, in the stadium like that. That that's what kicked off your World Cup, you know what I'm saying? Like, and from there. It's just been, you know, amazing games ever since. Even the countries that you didn't think were going to do well, like for example, Argentina gets upset today, like uh, by Saudi Arabia of all countries. You know, they were. It's like a 16 seed to a one seed hey, in the NCAA get there. tournament. We're gonna get there. Relax. relax. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I'm telling you why I'm so excited about it because all these crazy cool things are happening, and it's just cool to see like you know everybody in the stands, like the the countries, all the people, the fans watching, how much heart and soul they have into it, and it excites you on your couch. So, yeah, yeah. World Cup. 
There's definitely so much pride, man. You look through all the stands. I think uh, me and Slime had the same reaction when we saw this woman that was just fucking almost damn near crying. What, what was that? An Australian woman we saw today? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's her first crying. Crazy. Lady crying in Mexico game today. Yeah, After, bro. Insane. Jason, uh, I'll come to you with the same question. Um, you're another person that I feel like I I feel like you know a little bit about soccer or you know enough. But um, with the World Cup being here, um, how excited are you? What What are your thoughts on the World Cup so far? It's been a great showing. I'm really, really excited. Um, I'm like everyone else glued to my seat. It's been fantastic. And I hear a lot of gripes with the extra time. But the one thing that draws me against the soccer is, you know, the the flopping and the on the floor and the rolling and the face. And then they pop up and they're running, sprinting down the field. Like, what is it? Which one is it? You know, um, but I, I like that they're adding uh, that that additional time, that extra amount of additional time where it's like seven, eight, nine minutes sometimes. And I, I like that, you know, that makes up for all the bull crap that you're seeing with these actors on the field. But all in all, the show that is being provided, the upsets, like you said, the 16 verse one, we're going to get there. But I think it's been a great showing. I think the Qatar has been a great host nation so far. And it's fun to watch. I enjoyed it from like Ozzy said, from day one, we want beer. It's been a great showing. So I'm interested and I'm going to stay hooked watching. Yeah. All right. So let's jump a little bit into the games. Um, Gomez, I'm sure you saw the USA versus Wales. Uh, that is our Group B matchup. That was our first matchup. Um, and I'll come to I'll ask this same question to you as well, Ozzy. But we're going to start with Eric first on the TV, on the news. Everything I'm hearing is like such a great disappointment. The U.S. flopped. They did it again. Um, were we really are, are we that good to where they really expected us to just completely dismantle this team and beat them? And did we underperform? Can you tell us a little bit about where the U.S. stands like and are, should is it that great of a disappointment as the TV is making it seem? You know, I hate to be such, you know, so critical on these, you know, the young players that we have in our squad. But uh Yes, it is very big disappointment. That was a huge game. We needed those three points to really, you know, set us set that tone. Uh, you know, we came out firing. We played great uh, for the highs and lows. I would say the high is, man, we dominated and uh, we definitely possess. Uh, and you kind of got to see where we have evolved and where we're going, where USA Soccer is going. So I think that's the positive to take from it. However, that being said, the the lows is, you know, our able our ability to finish the chances that we have we have to finish those chances and uh i've been saying it all along before heading up to this world cup is that what i'm nervous about the most is we're missing that number nine that finisher that goal scorer that we can count on who is always there in the box that will put those chances away because yeah we have the skill these players are young they're all you know we're average to think of we're like at 23 years old or something around there which is amazing um it shows you the potential we have but <clears throat> overall it was a huge disappointment you know uh but it showed our age it really showed our age and how they kind of let the fans the excitement all kind of get to them there and uh but you know I will take a 1-1 draw, guys. This is the World Cup. Every game is going to be close. As uh, you were saying earlier, you know, what what's, makes this game so beautiful and World Cup so beautiful is the cultures and how everybody has a different you know, style of play. So even though you have your Spains, your Argentinas, who are tactically gifted at that area, you have your strong points of, uh, you know, Africa, U.S., who play physical, strong. 
where they can counter that, that ability. And that's what makes these games very close. It's kind of like NFL. It's going to be any given Sunday kind of kind of deal. And uh, don't ever count anybody out, you know. I, I'm sure we're going to get to it, but look at Saudi yeah. Arabia today. Yeah. We saw it <laughs> firsthand. So, Slime, I'll come to you next. Um, How disappointed were you in the fact that we tied against Wales? Um, is is it as big a deal as everybody's making, or are you okay with the tie, as Gomez said? Like, it, it was a disappointment, but we can live with the tie. Um, I, I, We can live with the tie uh, just because, at the end of the day, it's going to become out of – us and Wales who beats up on Iran the worst. And then that's going to be the way we get in pretty much. Um, but uh, I think the big disappointment across the nation is just because essentially we had it, you know, that we came out first half strong playing such great football, and then we'd end up blowing it by our own demise. We're the reasons why we lost the game. So I think that's why it was kind of like a double, you know, tangent of people just going insane because they're just like, you had the game and then you blew it, you know, right at the end. Why couldn't you just, Nobody should be freaking slide tackling with the, with the guys back one in the box period. And then two, when the guy's not even facing the net. So I just think that, it, you know, that was a big disappointment, but also uh, what, what we got to realize too, is that like a lot of these guys play in the MLS and the MLS hasn't been playing since mid October. So like a lot of these guys uh, are not in like mid season shape. They're not playing soccer. Like a lot of the guys overseas who are still having a season. So I think this was just kind of a lack of, you know, one age, like Gomez was saying, but I also think a lot of these guys haven't been playing soccer in a long time. So it's not the same. They're not used to that quick speed of the game and especially against elite talent that they're playing with across the world. So uh, I just think, you know, this was, uh, unfortunately, we needed a tune-up game prior to this one because um, that would have probably been more beneficial. But I think we come out a lot better next game. We got some players that seem to be hurt. Another thing, all the damn yellow cards we have, I hope we don't just play too scared against England because that can be a demise too for, for fear of getting a second penalty. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you want to stab at this one as well? I mean, I, I don't know what the hell everybody's down about. We haven't been in the freaking tournament in the last 18 <laughs> in the last eight years. This is our first yeah. appearance. Like they said, we're playing with a bunch of babies out there. I mean, if we can get into the round of eight or hell even into the round of 16 great job guys let's keep going you know i'll see you in another four years when these guys are a little more seasoned and whatnot but you know coming out of that game a disappointment would have been a loss in my opinion i think coming out with a tie that's expectation a win pie in the sky you know and we came out of there with a tie we got a point now let's you know continue going but it's the usa so let's limit expectations i guess yeah gomez i want to come back to you for another question um you guys are all mentioning like how young these guys are do you think the stage was just too big for them could it have no, been i don't think so uh you know these guys have been doing this for a long time you know me following soccer these guys have played for a really long time all together you know your weston mckinney pulisic uh you know there's i can go on and on g arena they all it believe it or not what really makes this the golden age era, you know, is what they're calling them, is mm -hmm. that, believe it or not, when they're under 17, they went to the under 17 World Cup finals and they lost to Brazil. Um, so it just shows you the potential and the talent they have. Uh, you know, I don't think it's really set the stage. I think there's more, more pressure on these strong countries who are, you know, prone to being good or expected, you know, your Brazil's, your France. I think there's more pressure on them than us. We have nothing to lose. All we have to do is show them, hey, we can play, guys. We can play hang with you guys. We have come a long way. And it's just showing the trend on where we're going. 
Okay. So, so I, I hear you call it the golden era. Uh, Slime, I'll come to you with this one. Is it just like us in the United States who looks at our team as being that good and having that much potential? Or do other countries that are in the World Cup, is there any team that we played that would have like genuine fear against us to think that we are that good? Um, I, that's, I don't think anybody's going to fear us like that just because yeah, they're no. at the grand stage already. And we just haven't proven anything. Okay. We call it the golden age because we have a premier league player, you know, that that's just been crushing it on all. We have, I think what Gomez, two or three guys that are playing overseas on the team right now. So when you have, when you have that kind of talent, you're, you're expecting like, you know, these guys to be great. Um, and again, I, I don't think they were scared for the grand stage because they've just had such a solid first half. Like the first half, we were ball dominant. We were playing great defense. And it just, again, like I, I thought they came out strong. And then uh, the coach, the manager didn't adjust the game like he was supposed to. I mean, I feel like that was that was it. it after that, we got caught, you know, playing behind Wales because they were desperate. Now they're down by a goal. And then we, we had no answer for it. And it sucked that we yeah. called. We stabbed our own self in the foot. Yeah. Jason, did you do you remember the thought that you had? I saw you said you wanted to say something. I, Gareth Bale was quoted before the game. They asked him, do you respect the United States? And he says, uh, um, I'm paraphrasing, don't much respect them, but we aren't going to take them for granted going into the game. And this is Wales. I thought, you know, that's fucking England. I mean, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> so, I mean, if that's the perception of the U.S., it's, you know, any given Sunday type thought process that they have, then, I mean, that should say it all for you. Yeah, I have a, I have a question. Um. Either one of you guys. Are you guys familiar with the player on our roster named Musa? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I have I have a question. All right, so apparently he chose us over Ghana. Is it that maybe he didn't think he was good enough to make the Ghana team? That he ended up choosing the American team? No, I think there's more uh, marketing. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't want to – just real quick, I do want to correct uh, Ozzy. Oz, uh majority of our roster is actually playing overseas right now and wow. that's what's that's what's making us really excited us soccer fans really excited about this world cup is that in order for us to even get on that kind of that platform that pedigree as everybody else is we have to any any of our young players show any potential they have to go play overseas it's just the popularity in in the united states with soccer obviously we all know guys it's not there well never you know i kind of look at it as like countries when they play us in basketball yeah they might have that little one-off or whatever that they're going to be able to compete with us but they will never when we put our lead players against their lead players in basketball we're always going to come out right uh but i think for us as soccer fans all we want to do is show that we can play you know we're not some pushover you know you guys will always probably be better than us but we can be able to be you know compete and that's all we're asking for this out of this out of this world cup that's all i'm asking for is hey Stop thinking, you know, give us some respect. I think that's really what, you know, Joe's saying. Is, uh, at least our women kick everyone else's asses, so that's always great, too. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, <laughs> and I, I've been saying for a long time, you know, the women are starting, other countries are starting to perform better, too, man. It's really, they're, you'll see a little different in the, in the performance of that and, you know, the elite and us just not being able to dominate. But overall, man, uh, yeah, guys, I think, there's a lot. Musa, but yeah, go back on that. You know, we, there's a lot. Of, you know, Sergio Dest, he's from Netherlands. He could have played for the Netherlands, actually. But, you know, a lot of our, 
you know, they're dual citizens, you know, and I think it was just the marketing. And I think the, they just pitch it to them real well that, you know, they saw what our under 17 team did and when, you know, they went to the finals and it's the mm -hmm. same core. So they were like, hey, let's do something. Let's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's make that pitch. Let's say hey, we have a chance here to make history. Mm -hmm. Why don't you have a you know better chance to come play with us? And, uh, you know, I don't know what was all inside of that and the marketing opportunity, but, you know, hey. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that get that gives me goosebumps. I get excited just uh, thinking of that young core to being able to yeah. put them all together and go into this World Cup and have a chance. Um, actually, guys, one more question: Is it fair to say that if the USA continues to win, they'll be winning these games? Like, I'm gonna be super cliche, like playing gritty, playing tough. It's not really gonna be based on having better talent. Is that uh, fair to say, Ozzy? I'll come to you first. I don't necessarily think that's true because a lot of other teams can play aggressive too. And, you know, where we can dominate with, I guess, would be size from mostly at least the smaller countries later on in the other rounds, possibly. But even still, look at Mexico, bro. Those guys can hang with the best of them and, and they bump and run with everyone too. So I don't necessarily think that's true. Okay, Gomez, what's your thought on that? No, I agree. You know, it's uh, like I said, you know, I was saying uh, – what makes this beautiful is that, you know, the style and culture is that everybody, you know, you, you have your strengths and your weaknesses with everyone, you know, it's, you put, you know, us a taller, stronger, faster team against Spain. Yeah. We're going to have to play a different style and maybe we can beat them on, you know, set plays and crosses and stuff like that. But overall, there's still the tiki tacky, you know, we mm -hmm. still have a long way to go as that aspect, but, that's what makes the World Cup great and makes these games closer than what everybody thinks of blowouts. Yes, you're going to have your blowouts here and there, but later on in a group stage, when you got these big underdogs, they'll surprise you, as you saw with Saudi Arabia. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, there's different styles and different things and, you know, tactics that make uh, these games will be closer than everybody thinks. All right, Jason, uh, you feeling the same way as these two or you got something else? No, I'm quite the contrary, but I'm the French fan. You know, I'm the one on the fences watching occasionally playing FIFA more than I'm actually watching the game. So it, it, I have a very stereotypical uh, thought of what the United States produces on the field. And like you said, I feel like it's more of that toughness, gritty style of counter offense where they're just going to subdue you, try to wear you out, be physical with you, try to just keep the ball going. And then you make a mistake, they counter and they score. And hopefully they can just withdraw, pull back and hold that down. Um, I'm hoping that in watching what we see in this tournament, that's I'm totally wrong. And we're playing more of a skill type game like what you see in in Europe and with the England league and the Spanish league and the Italian league. But um, as right as of right now, as a fringe fan watching this tournament, I have a very stereotypical view of what the United States offense produces. Yeah, I guess I would say that's why I, I feel the same way. And that's <laughs> why I even asked that question, because it's just like, I don't see like I I saw the France game today. I saw the fucking wow, speed right? and the the power and strength of it's this different. fucking guy Mbappe. I, I've never really seen him play before, and I'm like, holy shit, we don't have that. And then for me to think we're gonna win, as like Jason said, like a French fan, it's like it's almost like in a football basketball, we're gonna have to outwill them. We're gonna have to <laughs> be like, the American way, baby. <laughs> yeah, the American way. There you go. <laughs> that, that's why. I even propose that question but uh you you get what i'm trying to say jay yeah but, uh, totally with get that it. being said uh we're gonna 
let's uh, look forward a little bit. Uh, Slime, I'll come to you first. Um, our next game is Friday against England. Um, okay. We've seen what they did in their first game. Uh, have, we've seen them already, right? Yeah, they beat Iran 6-2. to two. Um, <laughs> Do you see that happening to the United States, or do you see us putting up a fight and uh, being in there? No, I don't see that happening to us. I, I the, you don't really see that often in soccer. Period. Like that's okay. just that was just a sh- fucking shellacking, bro. That's just what, that's just what it was that day. But uh, no, I, I I think we game plan probably very defensively, very non aggressive, as Jason stereotypically said. Pretty much, I I figured that's gonna have to be the game plan to try to slow England down because they can take off on the run on us and then just do what the hell they did to Iran. So we can't mm-hmm. let them get behind us. All right, Gomez, uh, what's your outlook for this game against England? Uh, do you think we have a chance? And uh, let's get a fucking prediction from you. We haven't done predictions oh, yet. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Put me on the nice. spot. Put the pressure uh, on him, thank God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Ozzy on this one as well, man. I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. You know, uh, again, guys, when people play us, and when they're those elite teams, there's more pressure on them. We got nothing to lose. Uh, this is a big rivalry, you know. Uh, I see it being close. Uh, it's again for us, it's going to come down to us lacking that goal score. You know, we will be able to hang with them. We'll have our chances. They're going to have more chances. Um, you know, we can just stop those chances as best as we can and just counter, you know, offense, like a uh, counter attack, like Jay was saying, there is a chance, but I'm going to go, if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to go two one England as Tough as that is to say, because I'm American all the way. And, of course, I'm uh, <laughs> poor, and I'm going to wear my red, white, and blue. And uh, hopefully I'm wrong, because I will love to stop at the local British pub and, you know, run around with my American flag and kiss everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be a realist. And uh, it's going to be close, guys. It won't be a blowout, but I, I will give the edge to England 2-1. They are just – they're a really strong team from, you know, top to bottom of that roster, man. They're, they're – uh, Fully solid. I, I've seen them going far, possibly, you know, final four. Uh, but, you know, again, we're, we have a long way to go. But it's like I said, improvement is all we're asking for here. And, uh, yeah, we can't we can't compete against the least, man. The Brazils, France, Belgiums, uh, Argentina, we can't. There's no way. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jason, uh, same question to you. Um, what do you think is going to happen on Friday? Uh, do you think we have a chance? Um, you know, like I'm going to be a sports fan and any given Sunday or any given Wednesday, anything can happen. So do we have a chance? Sure. Why not? I believe that we will win. All right. So we're going to come out of there with a one nothing victory and we're going to fucking oh, win shit. that game. I do oh, have a question, though. This one may uh, make Ozzy a little uncomfortable. If you were blessed with the opportunity to be able to play and represent either the USA or Hindu in this tournament what would you do usa all the way baby nice on a serious note i, I do want to ask you um and, and i kind of like led to this when we spoke in our chat room uh brazil germany netherlands what we saw today in france are we gonna see that with those countries every time they hit the field or should i say the pitch Again, I don't think so, bro. Like these, these things are, they shouldn't be a common occurrence with the best teams around the world. You know what I'm saying? Like there will, I'm sure there will be blowouts. Um, but I just like, I, I just don't see 
this being a consistent thing in the first week of group stages that everybody's winning five, two, six, two, you know, I just, I just don't see it personally, but are they capable of it? A hundred percent, a hundred percent capable. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Gomez, you want to bite at that same question? Yeah, man. Uh, I don't see it happening as well. You know, it's uh, one of those days, man. Everybody has those days where everybody's clicking everything's rolling. Uh, again, you know, that crowd, that, that pressure just plays a big factor when the game's getting later and the tide, you know, it's tied zero zero, they start feeling that pressure, you know? And uh, yeah, I think you will have those one-offs again, but overall, I, I want to say every game's going to be close, man. You'd be surprised. There's going to be more upsets coming. All right. So uh, we brought it up a couple times and uh, let's fucking do it. It's time to talk about it, guys. Um, is this guy a choke artist? Are we blaming him? I know Ozzy is a super fucking fan of Messi, but Argentina loses so to going Saudi to Arabia. What was that? Go- oh, so we got two Messi guys in the house. All right. So what, what happened? What happened, boys? Uh, who, which one of you wants to go first? It's a very sensitive subject, first of all. Uh, <laughs> yes, the wake up, you know, I actually set my alarm and I went back to sleep because I'm like, you know, Argentina's got this. It's Saudi Arabia. Uh, but this is that classic anything can happen kind of thing. Uh, this is where it goes back to that style, man. Believe it or not, Saudi Arabia is strong, tall, physical defense. And they were able to just figure out that tactic to where they could stop them. However, it was just one of those flukes, man. I don't see this happening, you know, going forward. I think they bounce back against Mexico next. That is a really great game. Everybody should watch. And I will be on the edge of my seat for that game because everybody wants to see Messi win. If you're a fan or not, you think, you know, if you're a Ronaldo fan, how can you not, man? You want to see these guys do well. Um, uh, You know, that being said, I hate how everybody in soccer, you know, fans outside of soccer, put it on one person to mm-hmm. win it. Soccer is just, it's too big of a game, too much, too big of a field. It's not like where somebody can go grab the ball and take, you know, the game in their hands. It's not like basketball where, you know, it's like LeBron's like, you know, what, I'm going to take the game over. I'm going to win this game for us kind of thing. So it is all formation. You know, you get put in some chances to score. Uh, you know, it's, I was really, really shocked. I don't know what to say. I'm really shocked. However, I think it's a blessing in disguise, to be honest. I think it's a wake up call from them because they were on such cloud nine and everybody has put them as the favorite to win. Um, so I think it's a learning, you know, that, uh, you know, any, anything, anytime they can go down, but I think Messi bounces back. I think he, uh, really, you know, persuades and puts passion into, you know, getting these guys back on back on top and i think you'll see it against mexico i do all right slime i heard um an analogy when they compared this loss to as a like a march madness type game where fucking a cinderella 16th seed beats a one seed uh was this as dramatic as that what was it that great of a underdog win for saudi arabia or are i think people it's, I think it's more of a it? comparable win to a 16 seed beating the best number one seed of all time holy because shit Argentina, since the last World Cup, they haven't lost an international play game in three fucking years, dog. They haven't lost a game in three straight years of soccer. Exactly. This team, so it, this it's poor, bigger. It's bigger than what they're even team. making it. So they're and and why Messi's being criticized even more is because this is arguably the best team he's ever had around him. Period. So exactly. he has all the talent in the world. They clearly been kicking everyone's ass, 
and doing great, you know, the past three years. And then they come in and they lose to fucking Saudi Arabia two to one after Messi scores a goal in the first 10 minutes of the game. Like, you know, so it's just it's beyond frustrating, you know, as as a Messi fan. Um, and and it only and it, it's more frustrating because you're fueling the fire of all the people who hate Messi. And you're like, yeah, see, he's a fucking fraud. You know, like what did Daniel do immediately yeah. when he found out the score of the game? Told yeah. you fraud. Like it just fuels it, you know, and it's just so unfair because it is obviously an 11 man game. But this guy is like the LeBron James of, of soccer and LeBron got four. So like, you know, you got to <laughs> you got to get at least one at the grand stage, especially because you're arguably the greatest player of all time. But in your own country, they think you're the second because Maradona won a World Cup and Messi hasn't. So so that's another big issue. Like they might they might as well think that he's from Spain. He's like, you're over there more anyways, you know, so <laughs> it's just shitty. But yeah, it was definitely more. It was bad. It was like 16, yeah. a 32, NIT tournament, 32 came in and beat the number one seed in the NCAA yeah. tournament. It was just one of those days where the, the ball just didn't fall on the back of the net, man. I mean, if you guys look statistically at that game, I think Saudi Arabia had three shots and two of them were goals. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, and it's like Argentina had like 15 shots and like eight on goal. It just, it's just one of those that just didn't. I mean, the goalie for Saudi Arabia played lights out. <laughs> <laughs> there are some spectacular saves, uh, but yeah, it's just one of those, man. That's soccer. It's just then that's what I'm saying. It's the the game gets going on more and more, and you don't have that result, or you know they're not leading that pressure, and it starts feeling heavier on their shoulders. Yeah, and uh, so Jason, yeah. uh, you had a take. Huh. Can't hear you, Jay. You might be on mute. Uh oh. Oh, we just lost them completely uh, now. Argue for the uh, other side. Goes. Also, I go. saw. So, can I you saw, can you start your takeover? Can you, you were yeah. You, we yeah. thought we lost you for a second. Just to play devil's advocate and you know defend uh, what Lady Ozzy is putting <laughs> in the uh, chat room. Um, if I think this loss kind of validates the criticism that Messi gets, all I'm hearing from you guys is that Argentina has the number one team of all time, that this is one of the worst losses ever. Uh, you brought up the point of uh, Maradona, and I also heard the argument where, uh, you know, it's not fair to criticize him because one man can't change it. But when but I they're think saying that, he has one of the better teams, right? He, well, he has one of the better teams, like Andy just said, that is a part of my argument. And the other part of my argument is when I think of that Argentina team that won, the only player I think of is Maradona. He's the one player that I think of. I don't think of any other player. I can't even name another player. So I kind of believe that one player. 50 fucking years ago. I mean, I'm just saying I do believe <laughs> that my point is that one player player can change the direction of a game i believe and, and history like that argentina team has proven that to be the case um and, and like you guys said this is the number one team of all time so then fine you don't have to lean on messi how about use your skills to use this number one team of all team of all time to come out of their victory i agree that's why i was saying the criticisms are justified in so, that. Yeah, <laughs> because just, you, you're, you arguably have an all-star court and you're still losing you know Yes. Yeah, Gomez, do you feel the same way? I feel like we make valid points. Like, uh, Messi's getting a lot of criticism, and we're saying, like, we can't blame one guy, but at the same time, we're also praising how good this team is. Uh, we're saying what uh, this is one of the better teams Messi has. Doesn't this almost make it seem worse for him when he loses? It no? does. 
But, you know, let's not forget, Messi's not in his prime anymore, boys. He's 35 years old, you know. Wow. And it's for him to even be playing at this elite of a level still, okay. you know, it's it's unreal. I think at the end of the day, we need to step back and just be thankful that we are getting the witness, you know, um, him and, you know, Ronaldo. You know, you can be for one side or another. But I think at the day we forget. Um, but, you know, let's go back to my argument. You know, soccer is so hard, you know, to just put all the blame on one person. It is literally a team game. You know, Messi could score 20 goals. If the defense is not there and they're not doing anything to stop the other team, what can you do? You can only control so much. Like I said, it's not one of those sports where you can just have one person control the whole entire outcome of one game. Mm-hmm. Yes, will he be put in certain situations to where he needs to be clutch and be that leader and that guy to, you know, score those goals? Yeah, absolutely. But again, yes, I think it's just because there's so much criticism because the accolades, you know, say it for themselves. He has done everything. He's checked the boxes. He's got the most, you know, uh, awards for the best player of the year. He leads Ronaldo on that. However, the last thing that he needs to check the box is the World Cup. So, yes, of course, they're going to criticize him the most. Um, and this is where, you know, people have favorites. You know, it's like the MJ LeBron debate. Mm-hmm. I don't like mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah. so. Jason, you got a take? Well, I, I agree with the former part of his argument in the sense that what we are watching with Messi is very LeBron-esque, a player in advanced age still playing at this top echelon level. So I, I do agree with that 100%. But the part I still find it hard to agree with is that he's playing with such an all-star cast. And if there are moments, like you said, where they're going to draw upon him, I believe those moments escaped him in this game against Saudi Arabia. I believe he had ample opportunity to put them down, put them away, use these weapons, utilize this greatest team of all time that has been assembled. And he has failed to do that, in my opinion, as a fringe fan. I just I think the criticism is welcomed and. I, I just I, I feel like it could be excuse making. Yeah, are are they saying this Argentina team is one of the greatest assembled all time or one of the best Argentinian teams? I'm going no, by one of the best Argentinian teams. One of the best. Okay, okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Oh no. But um. All right. That'd man. be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, let, but let's let's hope it's like Gomez said. Maybe it's our you know 2010 finals and they're gonna kick it up and now start kicking ass the rest of the tournament because that's the that's the kicking ass that man. they actually need. Yeah. Totally, they can't man. afford another tie, right? No. No, they, they took, took a, they took a loss. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a lot of things could happen here, man. Like any, you know, there's a lot of variables of what it can come about, but they definitely need a win. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it safe to say that Especially they could be Mexico. um? Is it safe to say that this will be Messi's last World Cup? Yes, he said, he said so. Him and Ronaldo's. It's okay. Ronaldo's, and that's what I'm saying. We need all just to step back and just enjoy, you know. 100% agree. Uh, yeah. Overall, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, they get, they definitely need a win. Uh, but, hey, guys, anything can happen here. It's uh, it's still early. Like I said, it could be more upsets. But Mexico win is going to definitely set them on top and put them in uh, a good spot to go on. Yeah, that's definitely a game that we'll all be tuned in. Um, this was fucking fun. We went off for 35 minutes. Sometimes we don't yeah. even do this for uh, the Dolphins talk. Uh, this was great. 
Um, before we send you off, Gomez, uh, just want to say thank you so much. Yes, um, sir. As the oh, World boys. Cup Definitely, continues. Man. Yes, uh, we'd, yes. we'd love to do this again, man. If it's cool, yes. yeah. Hey, I'd love to tune in uh, next week, man. There's more games, like I said, guys. Friday is the day, man. England, USA, let's go. And uh, I believe that we will win. Don't forget to stop at your local British pub, get some fish and chips, <laughs> throw it back down, and uh, get out of there. No, <laughs> hopefully, it's a good outcome that we want to see. You know, I'll take a tie either way, but man, thank you guys. But no, it's For been sure. awesome. All right, right, my brother. We appreciate you. Much love love from the Circle of Slime. Guys on social media, make sure you check him out. We'll tag him on this week's episode. Um, Show him some love. And uh, thank you again, brother. Uh, We're going to do this again next week because this was too much fun. And we'll have a recap episode. uh, And you'll join us. And we'll talk about England versus uh, USA next week. Take care, brother. My boy. Much love. All right. All right, guys, uh, that was really fun. And, that uh, was fun. From people who don't even fucking watch soccer like that, well, with the exception of Ozzy. I bullshitted I don't. my way through half of that. Cup, dog. Jason said he bullshitted his way through that segment. I saw him just writing shit down. He's like, hold on. <laughs> he did a damn good job. Hell yeah. All right, with that said, let's move on to the drink of the night. Yeah, 37 minutes. My drink of the night is warm as shit now. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm continuing the the Ranch Water series. Uh, and today we are drinking Dos Equis Ranch Water Mango. So we got one left and it is the spicy grapefruit, which I will drink next week. And then we'll make sure we post that on there so you guys can see the whole session of everything we drank throughout the weeks of uh, the Circle of Slime when Jazzy J wasn't drinking his red wine. So without any further ado... First sip. All right. How's that mango ranch water? Mm. This is good. Yeah. This is good. It tastes like a mango white claw. And I love mango white claw. I love mango. So. Nice. <laughs> this is oh, one more. Oh, that's <laughs> dangerous. Hey, huh? hold up, this man. One. I have a beer with you. Hey, there he is. Aww. Damn. <laughs> Just picked it up I from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I got my fridge here, man. <laughs> But um, all right, boys. Uh, man, we didn't. We're coming into a week where the Dolphins had a bye week. We didn't see no football, but a lot of things happened that helped the Dolphins this week. Um, believe it or not, um, can we just say thank you to the New York Jets as much as we fucking hate them? Uh, yeah, the Jets thanks for sucking so much, guys. Blew <laughs> it. Um, they put up two total yards of offense in the second half of a football game. But they um, didn't let down their defense, according to Zach Wilson. Oh, apparently. I don't know how the fuck he had the balls to say that. But, um, <laughs> fellas, I- I've never heard of a statistic like that in the NFL. Maybe you'll hear some shit like that in college when um, fucking Alabama goes up against a team like Bethune-Cookman or, or yeah. some shit like that. But, um, Slime, I'll come to you first. Um, did you catch the ending of the Jets Patriots? Oh, game? it was beautiful. So, Dude. so yeah, so fun stat from that game. Um, I think I read online that the Jets averaged three inches per play oh my God. in the game. Three Damn. inches per play. Dude. Yeah, that's that's just fucking bonkers to me, you <sighs> Incredible. know. Uh, but Incredible. the game, you know, was actually a pretty fun game, surprisingly. The score was three to three all the way to the last five seconds of the game. You had Belichick 
doing exactly what Jason said he was going to do and take care of Zach Wilson and make him see ghosts like he did with Sam Darnold. And uh, But the Jets had the answers for Mac Jones. They were on his ass. They were fucking sacking him over and over again. And they were just, you know, just playing great as well. So what was crazy, though, is that we think the game's about to just go into overtime. They punt the ball with four seconds left or five seconds left in the game. The Patriots take it back to the crib for the first punt return touchdown of the season to win against the Jets, knock them to the fourth seed, and bolster up our chances up there in the uh, number one seed for the AFC East title. So, yeah, fuck had, yeah. The, had, had the Jets won that game, they'd be in first place in the AFC, mm-hmm. in the AFC East. First, uh, you ain't first, you last. Yeah. So the, the Jets did us a favor. Um, they lost that game. It was incredible. It's crazy. Um, I actually saw some t- statistics, and they had them side by side. Dude, the statistics of Zach Wilson were next to guess what quarterback? Did anybody see this, or can you want to take a no, guess? I didn't I wanna see go- it. Take a guess. Uh, um, Jason, I'll I just give you two guesses to try and make this quick. Uh, just a super fucking bust that quarterback. Who do you think? Rick Meyer? Nope. Uh, Tom Tupa? No, you went. went <laughs> really? Those back. are the two names you went with? Yeah, I don't think you know. Ryan Leaf? I was thinking Jets only. You, you got one more, slime. <laughs> it wasn't Ryan Leaf? All right, another <laughs> another super bust at quarterback. Oh, Jamarcus, um, Russell. Yeah. How's going to be my second? Okay. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Don't no, me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, they had their statistics side by side. Boys, I swear to God, it was mirrored. It Who'd you say Huba Tutupu? Who'd you say? <laughs> I'm just thinking about like who does that? Where do you go with that? Sorry, Swan. <laughs> no, good, bro. I have no idea where, where he went with that. I'm I sure misunderstood nobody. the question. I thought you were just talking Jets quarterbacks in general. And I was thinking Tom Tupa, who was a punter, but the Jets had nobody else to play. So they were forced to play Tom Tupa. So I was like, okay, Tom Tupa? You know some Maybe shit about the Jets, bro. Bro. I, I, I almost <laughs> want to pull your damn Jets hater card away, man. <laughs> Lucky you're my VP. But uh, yeah, man. So the Dolphins didn't play this week, but they were very much affected um, in the standings. So shout out to the Jets. And um, but looking forward, guys, we have the Houston Texans this week. Um, I guess all around, uh, we're all expecting us to just um win that game completely. Slime, am I correct? Oh, 100%. I think this is going to be the perfect tune-up game for uh, who do we play after? Do we finally play the the 49ers? Play 49ers. So I think the Texans is going to be a perfect tune-up game after the bye week to help us keep that offensive rhythm going and go into San Fran and hopefully he got a W out there because they're playing lights out right now. Yeah, um, I think you make a great point. Um, I think it's really a really good opportunity to come off that bye knock some of that rust off and hopefully come out of that game completely healthy and be able to take that trip to uh San Francisco and take on the 49ers. Um Jay, do you have a different take on what you plan on seeing Sunday against the Houston Texans or tell me. No. Two throwing for six not. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I broke him. Yeah, everybody like like everybody's been saying it, it's going to be a warm up game for us. It'll be easy breezy. I mean, the Texans are last in the league in defense on passing and rushing. Uh, they're one of the worst teams in the league. They're one in eight. So 
I, I don't even consider this to be like a trap game. We should clearly go into that game, come out with a W, and just get ready to get on the road and head to San Francisco and get ready for that one because right there, that begins the gauntlet, that's where the juggernauts are going to be coming head-to-head with the Miami Dolphins, and I think we're going to learn a lot about our, our team in these next four games. Yeah, I can't agree with you anymore, and uh, you make a, a really good point, which um, usually when we play against like these teams who don't have the best records, um, we'll kind of look at these games as like trap games. This isn't a fucking trap game. Nope. Um, if you lose this game, we lose so much credibility as yep. a team. Um, this is not a trap game at all. Slime, do you want to uh, counter that, or do you want to just no, uh, I agree. give your thoughts as well? Yeah. Fuck, no, fuck you, bullshit. Kick to their add ass. to it, yeah. To add to it, you lose momentum too. You're oh on such God. a momentum wave right now, and to there's lose a, against the high. Houston, yes, yep. you you cannot Gotta afford to it. lose this. There's no expectation but a W, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, and I think um the whole locker room should feel that way. Uh, yes. the fans have the fans have every right to feel that way. Uh, Hell the yeah. media as well. And if we do lose this game, um, have at it. Absolutely. Feast on us and say whatever the fuck you want. If you absolutely, if Houston comes in on the road in Miami and we fall to seven and four, um, my God, that just like fucks up everything. Right now they have us as high as number three on power rankings. Um, this isn't a trap game, like you said. You're so right. Uh, this is a game that we need to win. Let's keep establishing that run game. Uh, hopefully, like I said, everybody could stay healthy. Uh, do we have high expectations for two of this game? Are we looking at another? 280 and three with no picks slime where are we I, at go ahead jay yeah yeah i expect i expect to it to be out of the game by the start of the fourth quarter by the wow, end of the third quarter in the NFL. he is going to be doing fantastic and they're gonna do a steph curry to him they're gonna be like yo come here sit on the bench with me let's work on your play calling maybe one yeah. day you might want to be an offensive coordinator so he's gonna have the entire fourth quarter to just sit down relax and watch us take over the game watch the second team take over and he can just sit there stay healthy go into the locker room and get ready for that gauntlet because that gauntlet is going to need them. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, Slime, uh, what are you expecting from two of this Sunday? Are we looking at a big game or do you think um, maybe we'll see more of a run game? I personally think like we'll see a lot of the run game. I don't see Tua's numbers going crazy because it just always works out like that. Yeah. You get a real shitty fucking team and then everybody else kind of like underperforms, but we still win big, but yeah. the numbers aren't, aren't pretty. Yeah. They're not there. I think it's going to be, and I think that's kind of what happened with Cleveland, right? You saw Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, you know, didn't didn't have that many yards uh, in that game, but but no, I, I think you're right there, especially when it comes to the run game. I think this is the perfect team that you're going to be able to experiment some more on and and see what you can get away with with your running game with this with this offense and and try all the fun shit that you want to try, you know, without having the fear that you're going to get your ass kicked and it's going to be, uh, you know, a kick in the in the ass and and you're exposing yourself. So I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, we got something on the text machine here. It goes, coin flip prediction holding true. Jets to the AFC championship. Um, Dude, <laughs> after seeing the way Zach Wilson has been performing, I, I really we, we could talk about this for a minute if you guys want to. I know you probably don't want to, but um, it'll give you an opportunity. Oh, this is fun. This is yeah, fun. Yeah, this, this yeah, is your all, all the confidence in, in Zach Wilson's gone. Robert Salah, they asked him straight up, is Zach Wilson starter? He said, I don't know. I got <laughs> I to talk about it. He's already just either saying this guy lost his locker room. Justin Fields apologized to his whole team the same weekend after they lost again. And he and the whole team surrounded him saying it was all good, showing them love. Like this Zach Wilson's doing the complete opposite. He's just like, nah, 
Who cares? Yeah. It's not what, on me. <laughs> what nerve? I mean, that, that to me, that shows like a lack of leadership, a lack of accountability for you to be the quarterback of this team. And they, they asked you, man, I think that was a good opportunity for him to win his locker room and be like, you know what? Uh, I didn't play good enough. Or there was some plays I left on the field or I could have done things different. He said nothing. He said I didn't let them down, or he just, he just answered no to the question. Nope. Yep. Um, the gall, the nerve, just just unbelievable. And, you know, the Jets have a really good fucking defense. They have weapons at wide receiver. They brought in James Robinson to spell Brees Hall because of his injury. Like, they can do things in this division and in this conference, but the way this guy is playing, no chance. He's not even being a game manager. Flacco's going to come in and just take over and take they it to the They might be land. better off with Flacco. <laughs> I think they like, are better off with Flacco. Th- this is something for them to consider. It's very interesting, and uh, let's see how it plays out. Jason, did you have a take on that? Go for it. I do, and you guys probably aren't going to really like this take that much, but I still believe in the talent of this young man. I believe. No, I think we I, said that. Yeah, I, I still believe that he has the oh, talent. You in the talent in Zach Wilson. I believe the okay. talent of Zach Wilson. I I believe. Look, first and foremost, the kid is he's entitled, he's immature, and he needs to figure it out up here. But he was wrong for that comment, right? He was one hundred percent wrong. The kid is entitled. He's immature. He's all of the synonyms that you can think of of a little bratty boy, because that is exactly like what him. he is. And he looks like one too. <laughs> but that being said, I still believe in the talent of that young man. I feel like that team that he's on is a playoff caliber team as much as I hate saying it. But the New York Jets have a defense that I wouldn't mind if that was the Dolphins defense when it comes <laughs> yeah, to the skill set of those players. And on offense, like you said, Andy, uh, their running back went down who was a star rookie running back. And what did they do? They went out and they traded for Robinson, who's a very serviceable player very. that you can substitute and spell the uh, um the the rookie that just got injured. So I believe if the quarterback can figure it out up here, okay, and become more of a man in that locker room, that's going to be a problem for the AFC East and the Miami Dolphins. But as long as he's the guy under center, and that is what we're seeing. They have a problem, not the AFC East. The New York Jets have a problem, and it's that kid who was the second overall pick. And let me tell you something, guys, that means a lot. Whether the head coach wants to play Joe Flacco and the owner is like, hey, that's the number two overall pick, and I want him on the field, you could have a potential problem here that is bigger than just who starts and who sits. Yeah, that pick definitely holds a lot of weight. And uh, one thing th- one thing trending on Twitter is um, <laughs> we all got fooled by a throw inside of a dome. One throw. By one throw one and a guy throw. in shorts. Yep. <laughs> no, it was a pretty fucking amazing throw. I've it was an amazing throw. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, if he can't figure it out, that's a problem because the team is very talented. They have a roster of good players, but the nerve of him to fucking just completely go ahead and, and say that just – 
incredible. But um, on to another topic that I'm I glad know. it was the fucking Jets and not the Dolphins. I'll say yeah. that much. <laughs> uh, Jason, uh, this is going to give you controversy. A can't relate. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I know this is going to get both of you guys excited because my oh my, you guys really hate the fucking Vikings. But um, what the fuck happened? Uh, just give me all Lost. the hate you want for the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> they got exposed yeah. is what happened bro i've been telling you all year long the minnesota vikings are looters in a riot and they got exposed okay Dude, and i believe that three. is exactly what will happen to them in the playoffs exactly Four like that script for script play for 40 play. to 3 at home man um yeah for you to say What's that's something that you think that can happen in the playoffs after seeing that i fucking believe it that's what but i believe they there are there was no excuse for that you didn't have any players injured. Um, you went into the game perfectly fine. Dallas just came in and beat the fucking socks off you. Yep. Uh, Slime, do you want to go ahead? This is your moment of shit on the Vikings as much as you want. Man, I just I think it came down to their offensive line that game. I think Micah Parsons and Mark they have seven sacks that game. It was just they just is. didn't they just didn't have time to even get Justin Jefferson the ball or do anything. Like it was it was just a brutal, brutal beatdown. And then their running game was just playing fucking immaculate. Tony Pollard should be the starter every week moving every forward. Game. And even if he, he got tired out at the line, it's cool. Bring in Zeke's big old ass, and he's going to plow in, and he'll get a couple touchdowns for you too. So I just think it was just an overall, the offense was clicking. Their run game was playing super well. And then their defensive line, Michael Parsons, just fucking destroyed animal. that offense, bro. Fucking and it was animal. just... It was tough to see. It was just, it was fun to see, but it was also very tough to see. And like yeah. Jason said, this is what he's been saying since the get. Once they hit these teams in the playoffs, it's a whole different ball game compared to the people they've been playing and they've been squeaking out wins with. So, Absolutely. crazy. Yeah, crazy, it, crazy, it was crazy. crazy to see. Um, Slime, you bring up a point that I want to talk about a little bit more. Um, Tony Pollard, man. I feel my eyes aren't lying to me. My eyes are telling me this guy is so much better than Ezekiel Elliott. But I feel Ezekiel Elliott is still riding his fucking name and or or the bag that he got paid. Uh, Jason, how do you feel on this, or is it just me? No, I 100% agree with you that he's riding his past uh, uh, success, you know, from a younger years. But as a running back, man, your legs are only fresh for that first contract. That's why they try so hard to get that second contract. I believe like you guys are alluding to the offense is so much better. And I think even Tony Romo said something about this and during the coverage of the game where he mentioned that the offense just works so much better when you have Tony Pollard starting and you have Ezekiel playing the spell running back and remember it's all about touches it doesn't matter who's starting it's who's getting the touches and if Pollard is driving you down the field and he can hit those home runs like we've seen him do all year long he can, but catch. You, he can catch he can do all that stuff coming out of the backfield but when you get inside the five it was very clear and very evident that the size does matter. Yeah. He is small, but that's where you use Ezekiel. You're paying him all that money. I think it works. Ezekiel. Like the, I remember the the New York <laughs> Giants. They had him. that uh, lightning and thunder with. Uh, remember big old uh, what was it? Brandon Marion Barber. Yeah, and Mar uh, no, I'm talking about the Giants when they had that lightning oh, and thunder. Uh, Bradshaw said, "Do Bradshaw." Right. Mark so Jay. I think you can do something very similar to that. And McCarthy, if you know what we've been seeing for the last two games is a trend then he's trending the right way because if you're going to change your offense and you're going to lean on the running game which is like why the fuck are you not doing that you're running your o-line and your running backs are amazing then 
the Cowboys could be a very prob a very big problem in the NFC. So yeah. let's see if he continues They're doing that. Man. They're proven yeah. that even yeah, even with Cooper Rush, they were doing it. So I agree. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, thunder and lightning, uh, what the fuck were you mumbling over there, bro? You didn't stop because I, because I, I thought I, I thought I was whispering it and the mic didn't pick it up. But clearly, this oh, thing picks no. up everything. But now, I, Brandon Jacobs. I, I went through Mark Jacobs, the jeweler, first. Then I, I said something else, and then my mind just kept going till I said Brandon. I was like, it's definitely Brandon. There you I go. Again. Definitely Brandon. All right. Well, speaking, <laughs> of, uh, speaking of the Giants, um, I got a little bit about this. Uh, me and Slime get to gloat a little bit. So <laughs> last, last week, we're talking about the Giants, and I said it. Didn't want to be the hater because uh, we, we got uh, friends who are fans of the Giants, so I wasn't trying to hate. But we kind of went through a couple of the games that were like, I don't really think they're as good as their rank, their their record their fucking teams. record says they are, and whatever they had this game against the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm in my car, I'm driving home, and I get a text from Slime, and it goes, "The Lions are gonna win today." <laughs> no, 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 no. I told you at church when I was sitting next to you because we were again watching Red Zone in church. I was like, "Yo, the Lions are gonna get this one." <laughs> so, uh, he definitely called that one. Uh, so the Lions lose. Um, they open the door some more for that NFC East, which is just crazy. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Giants moving forward. But that com- that division is still competitive. You even have the fucking um, Commanders. Who man? Every time I think of them, I want to say their old name, but I'm not gonna do it. But uh, moving on, yeah, on, football team. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, Mahomes stays hot in the battle in the AFC West. Um, what a show it was between him and Justin Herbert. Um, did anybody catch the way that game ended? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did it end, Jason? The Justin Herbert missing that throw, yeah. he couldn't make the Justin throw. Herbert interception. Yeah. If Tua does that, oh my God, it, it's over, right? <laughs> but aren't you watching that saying Tua wouldn't do that? Um, this time he I wouldn't did throw it that regard- ball there. Yeah, he wouldn't throw that ball there. It would be I've had that, that moment. <laughs> I've had that moment watching Justin Herbert, but I didn't have it in, in regards to that throw. But um, there were moments where fuck, it looked like the old Justin Herbert, especially in the beginning of the game when he had Mike Williams and he had Keenan Allen. I think we need to like put into perspective the same way we gave shit to Tua. And then we realized like what he could do with the weapons and to give him credit. I think we got to like chill out on the criticism of Herbert and realize that he doesn't have all his weapons. Is that fair? Or no, that's, that that's, that's 100, no, that's 100% fair. And, and I think the, 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 the criticism of Herbert in all fairness, I, I believe that we all know we were being facetious when we did yeah. that. He's okay. a pure talent. We acknowledge that. We know that. But we also spoke about in the preseason of our and we ranked our levels of these particular quarterbacks. And I told you guys, I don't know if he has the headspace to go on the road into the playoffs and win one of like those type of plays and and those situations. I don't think he can come out of there on top. And I believe that he is the lesser of those younger quarterbacks. And, um, you know, that's including, you know, throwing in the Josh Allens and obviously the Mahomes of the factors. But I I think he's got a problem there. You say he's strictly, are we saying he's strictly a lesser quarterback? Is this completely, completely based on mental aspect and nothing else? 
I think it's based on, man, I hate saying this so much, but it's that BLU, man, that Body Language University. I just, I I don't, I want to like shake the kid and be like, fucking care a little bit, you know, show some kind of emotion. I don't know what it is, but when I look at him, I I see a talent. Don't get me wrong. I see a great player who's going to do and put up great numbers in this league. I, I, I just, fuck, I see Phillip Rivers, you know? Oof, that's tough. Uh, and that's crazy. And, and it's ironic. It's the same team, you know? Philip Rivers is a dog. <laughs> yeah, so, and, oh, Philip Rivers is a fucking dog. Right. But when, when you say you, you see Philip Rivers t- in regards to accolades and winning, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. okay. I, yes. Thought you meant, yes. I thought you meant like their persona. I was like, no, Philip Rivers, not, not like a bad a headbutt a bitch. Over no, there. not <laughs> in a pejorative way. I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I yeah. mean that in, in, in relation to the outcome of the long road, when you yeah. look at Phillip Rivers, great quarterback, accomplished much, did the hell of a numbers, no Super Bowls, kept failing every time he got close to Brady or to Manning. never got over the hump. Right, never got never. over Brady or Manning. Never. And uh, on the other side of the ball, we got Patrick Mahomes, uh, slime. I'm uh, to be honest with you, I don't want to see you in fantasy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you have fucking Mahomes and Kelsey, hey, and what Kelsey. these two guys are doing Jump is me. just. They outscored your whole team this week, just them two. Dude, (laughs) I don't want that matchup to come. Uh, Hopefully you have to deal with somebody else and they can take care of you. But uh, give us your thoughts on fucking Mahomes, man. He's got 28 touchdowns this far. Um, I just want to say one thing. If it it wasn't for how um, he's playing at another level right now, it's really crazy. It's one of the highest levels of quarterback like I've ever seen, like ever watching football. And boy, I've seen some greats. We've seen the Brady's, the Rodgers, the Rivers, the Peyton Manning's, the Fars. We, we've this seen guy, them all. This guy's different. The Roethlisberger's. That's another yeah, guy we didn't mention that Philip couldn't uh, get over. Uh, like, I just, oh, I'm, was, speech is almost speechless, but like, uh, how? oh, what I was going to say, if it wasn't for how great he's playing, Tua would be my number one for MVP. I know yeah. I'll talk a lot of shit and get a hype and say, no, fuck it, Tua, because of everything he went through. But it's so clear Mahomes is the MVP. Yep. Um, how, how good is he playing right now? Can you I'm, tell I'm, the audience I'm, who doesn't I'm doubling, know? I'm doubling down on me saying last week that I agree that Mahomes is still my MVP pick because like, he's he's doing this with hurt players too. McCole Hardman has been one of his best red zone targets. Is not even playing right now. His running backs are, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not performing. He lost his job. He's, yeah, he lost his job to Pacheco. Like, they, yep. he's, he's just fucking amazing, bro. And – when it comes down to it, he's got that that relationship. Now that Tyreek Hill's gone, that relationship with Kelsey that he already had great became the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers relationship where you know where the fucking ball is going to go to and then you can't do you anything can't stop to stop it. it. Even when can't. you got Derwin James on the other yep. side of the ball. You can't stop it. And I think that with, with spreading out the offense the way he does and still when it comes to the important plays, knowing that you got your secure guy that's going to get you that fucking play, they're going to be a tandem that's going to just destroy the AFC, bro. And we're going to see them in the AFC Championship game 100%. Yeah. Ooh, you said we're going to see them. <laughs> I want to see Jason smile a little bit. Over there. Uh, Jason, do you want to follow up on that or you're good? I mean, Ozzy kind of touched on it. And the point I want to make is that Tyreek Hill is on the Miami Dolphins. 
And this guy is still doing this. Yes. Like, it's like he doesn't even miss him. And it's crazy. Like you said, that relationship with him and Kelsey. I was watching a game where they were showing, Um, uh, it was the Cleveland game, Cleveland and Philly. And they were showing the replay. And it was one of the plays where uh, Brissett scrambled for a hell of a play. And you look at the play. And after about three seconds and he starts moving around, you're like, why aren't the wide receivers, like, moving? They're just, like, they ran the routes and that's it. They stop. I'm like, what the hell's going on? on and then you look at the replays of kansas city it's like the moment the pocket breaks down kelsey's like a freaking zigzag you don't know where the hell he is and Mahomes is following him and they have that chemistry and it's not just kelsey it's all those wide receivers that casey has it, it's crazy what he's doing over there so not to him yeah all the respect isn't that kind of genius though like if your if your offense is as quick as what i assume kansas city's is and miami's like after your reads, shouldn't you always just tell your receivers, just get fucking open where, where Patrick can see you? Yeah. Like, shouldn't that always be the case? Like, you ran your route, it's not there. Okay, start running towards the guy and get and get somewhere he can see you. And I feel like Kansas City Backyard is definitely football. exposing people there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think that is the case. But not every quarterback is capable of keeping their eyes down the field when the pocket collapses. You look at Mahomes, man, he's chilling in that bitch. Just, yeah. And there's just pure madness going around him. And he's still able to maneuver in the pocket so and calm. shift out, and and then if it out. doesn't, if you're in the way, he just throws it around you. Side you arm, around you. <laughs> it's just incredible. So he's the clear cut number one, and uh, I know the thing with Tua, like uh, we said that you should give him more credit because look at everything he went through and been hurt, and look at the numbers. I think you can counter that and say, look at what Mahomes is doing, and he lost Tyreek. And he's still doing this shit. So um, it's interesting. Uh, I hope Tua keeps it up so that we can have a true MVP battle. And hopefully Mahomes could cool down a little bit because right now he's got 10 touchdowns on Tua. But um, Tua he's leading the league in passing, too. Yeah, Tua has a way uh, passer rating. But Tua's passer rating is like almost 10 points better than everybody else. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Jason, <laughs> you got something? I do want to say this. Earlier, we were talking about the expectations of the Texans, and you said, well, if Tua walks out of here with, like, 222 yards, I'll be so happy, you know, because uh -huh. we're finally going to have a win. And I'm like, oh, how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're rolling, man. And uh, we're making the most out of our possessions in the run game. We had uh, Jeff Wilson run for, like, a buck 19 and most oh, for, like, 60-something. Uh, it's crazy. But, um. 49ers last night, man. They're looking pretty fucking amazing, too. Um, all of a sudden, they stole uh, the nickname I gave to Tua, Himua. Now everybody's <laughs> calling him Himi Garoppolo. The guy plays one good game, and they're fucking praising him. The 49ers are rolling. Debo looks amazing. That defense is phenomenal. Christian McCaffrey, his place has been solidified in that offense. Um, we're going to look a little forward here next week, and uh, but we'll keep it short because we want to end with the fact of the day and he did what we've kind of uh, went a little long today, but um, keep it short. Um, Jason, the way the 49ers looked, um, I don't think Arizona is that bad of a team, so I really want to give the 49ers credit. With that said and seeing how the 49ers has looked, um, what chances do you give us going into San Francisco at Levi Stadium and really coming out with a dub? Jay, before you give your take, remember, Kyler Murray didn't play yesterday. So that's just a little tidbit as well. You know, obviously they missed him, but that still was a shellacking and they still look amazing. Sorry, Jay, go ahead. I just wanted to put that out there. Talent for talent, the San Francisco 49ers on offense and their skill set players, they are great. And I'm going to keep this take super short, three words, 
Super Bowl preview. Oh shit. That's two words. Is, is Super Bowl one word? Oh uh, yeah, probably two <laughs> words. <laughs> All right, slime. <laughs> what what I forgot what show was it. I'm gonna say oh Greg Cody. Three oh, yeah. words. We are the Lobos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no, I think it's going to come down to defensive play at this point. As as we've noticed with Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, we talked about it. This guy executes the offense better than everyone in the world, but in the big game, he's the reason why they lose. So, like, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be ultimately how our defenses play and how we contain Garoppolo. Um, and their defensive line is one of the best in the NFL, one of the best players back there too. So. But our offensive line has proven to fucking be great with against one of the best and elite, you know, defensive ends against Miles Garrett and David Klein. So we can keep up that play and hold them. Then they just got to hold us. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's do you trust Garoppolo versus the Dolphins defense or do you do do you trust more Tua versus the 49ers defense? And I lean on our quarterback more than I do Jimmy. So I agree with that. The 49ers defense is fucking good. It's good. good. I don't (laughs) trust Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the thing. I I trust our defense more against Jimmy Garoppolo than I do or or than I distrust Tua going up against that defense. I would rather go with our guy than theirs. And we've been suspect in like the secondary in our past defense and middle of the road we've had games where we've been suspect though come on we haven't been ben great. don't break and don't, don't break all right but i think uh san francisco is a run heavy team and yes. we do good against the run and, uh, <laughs> dude, well, one last thing about this 49ers team holy shit um i i don't this could either be a popular opinion or unpopular opinion but um trip williams is the best football player in the nfl Regardless of position. He's a beast. Oh, holy shit. I, I just can't take my eyes off him while watching that offense go. And you got fucking Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. But all I see is Trent Williams. This guy's taking two, three people out of a plate and then running upfield to go pick up a fucking safety after he got rid of a D lineman and a linebacker. Crazy. Jason? I want to make one last point and And I want you know you to consider this as well. McDaniel comes from that offense. That's his system. That's his running game. And I don't know if you remember this, but it was the Raiders and the Bucks in the Super Bowl. And uh, what's his name? Chucky came over from Oakland and he was there. And the defense knew all the calls because it was the same defense. And I think that our defense is going to have that advantage because our head coach will obviously share that information. And it's obviously the same stuff because the the head man hasn't changed. So our defense will have that advantage. And we need to take that into account. It's going to be interesting. I saw that. Imagine a blowout. That'd be some shit, right? (laughs) These teams are way too talented uh, for there to be, unless. I don't even want to say it, but these teams situational are football. That's all it yeah. is, and a lot of a lot of clock management, running the ball on these teams. I don't think either team will even have the opportunity for it to third be down a, conversions. I saw a play last night, and I'm like, holy shit! I would love to see McDaniel uh, do that. And it was that Debo. Um, it was like a counter uh, reverse. It was just phenomenal. He took it to the crib for like 37 yards, and I feel like that's the play that we've all been dying to see Tyreek Hill do this year. That's what I'm saying. We haven't yet. even seen that playbook. Fully and I feel like, it, it, are you guys? Do you guys agree with me? Like, I feel like this motherfucker McDaniel is stashing some plays. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so much shit that he could do. And we saw him do in San Francisco. We haven't seen none of that shit in Miami yet. Yep. And we have the pieces. Texans, the game that he's going to get to play with the playbook and see is what that works the and game, what doesn't. Is that the game you want to show your hand? I don't could know. Could be. That's a good point. 
don't just know. one or two. Like just sprinkle, be? sprinkle one yeah. out there. You know, something different. You know, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. All right, man. Well, let's go. In. Let's get going. Let's have a little bit of fun. Uh, we made you wait all fucking show, but she's here. Slime, give it away. Fact of the day. So our fact of the day is a little uh, dark. So we've been having such a great time, but I just I read this and I was like, no way this is true. And then I looked it up. So, Jay, get your keyboard ready so you can fact check me as you usually do. But uh, did you guys know that Japan does not inform death row inmates of their execution date? Instead, they tell them about an hour before it happens. Damn, that's fucking wild, bro. (laughs) Crazy. So the fact is prisoners claim that short notice given to death row inmates before they are led to the gallows is illegal since it does not give condemned men and women enough time to object. Death row's They've been told that death row prisoners live in fear every morning that their day will be their last. It's extremely inhumane, lawyer Yutaka Udeya said. Japan is really behind the international community on this. Damn, that's fucking, that is pretty fucking dark, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And this is in Japan? In Japan, if you're on death row. So you know you're going to die because they tell you you're at least on death row. You just don't know when it's going to happen. So if, if I'm somebody on that Japanese death row, I pray to God right there as soon as they announce it, right after the judge says it, because I know I at least got some time to like get back to my cell before I have to get this to go down. So it's crazy. Pretty scary shit, bro. <laughs> bro, how horrible is that? Every morning the guard comes by. Nine, oh nine, good morning. Hey, is it today? <laughs> no, nah, not today. You got another one. <laughs> This is fucked up, bro. <laughs> no, fuck that. What these motherfuckers did something to be on death row. Fuck I that. Mean, you never know. It's Japan. They probably oh, brought some weed in the country. Who knows? <laughs> All right, man. With that said, uh, well, let's move on to the he did what. All right. Ladies what? and gentlemen, your he did what this week is going to be a blunder, especially for Jason. <laughs> All right. So the headline goes as follows. Hiker, who was lost on a mountain for 24 hours, ignored calls from rescuers because he didn't recognize the phone number. This fucking guy, bro. (laughs) Can't make this shit up, dude. (laughs) Even though the rescuers were glad he was safe, they made sure that to give some advice for lost hikers. (laughs) One notable, uh, the subject stated that they lost a trail around nightfall and spent the night searching for the trail. And once the trail on the road bounced around onto different trails, finally reaching their car the next morning, sorry, reaching other trails they couldn't so they finally reached their car the next morning one notable takeaway is that the subject ignored repeated phone calls from us because they didn't recognize the number if you're overdue according to your itinerary and you start getting repeated calls for an unknown number please answer the phone it may be the rescue team trying to confirm that you're alive i'm mean, afraid of a fucking text message <laughs> leave a voicemail i wonder if they did these things as well this guy probably has mm. like fucking uh debt issues and collectors calling him maybe you know it kind of makes sense that's true this they should have left the fucking voicemail because if i i normally don't answer unknown caller calls but if you leave a voicemail i'll look at it and see what it's about you know yeah but some people don't like people Not i know people who just keep call, their voicemails though. like and they just they just don't check voicemails till it's full so that might be they might be that kind of guy yeah, this, is, this is really fucking weird and you're lost too shouldn't like you be calling like your wife or 911 or something maybe know. he didn't want to be found i yeah something fishy about this dude bro <laughs> they need to look into him <laughs> but all right ladies and gentlemen that was your he did what of the night and now we'll move forward to the spotlight moment of the night brought to you by the circle of slime and um we'll start with you slime the spotlight's on you all right, so just want to let the Circle of Slime family know 
to have a beautiful Thanksgiving break with your families. Enjoy your time. If you don't have a family, hit one of us up. We'll invite you over to Jason's house and it'll be a great time. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and other than that, also, you know, your co-hosts of Circle of Slime have some birthdays coming up this week. Slime on the 28th, myself on the 24th. So, uh, you know, make sure you show us some love on the page and let everybody know where they can find their favorite shows. As a birthday wish, please just share, repost, subscribe, unsubscribe, like, review, five star us all up. That's the best gift you can give us as a show. And we'd appreciate that so much. So want to thank you guys as always for listening. And uh, yeah, man, we got... USA on Friday. We got football on Thursday for the whole damn day for Thanksgiving. And we got our Dolphins back on Sunday. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Can't wait. And uh, talk to you next week. All right, Jason, the spotlight's on you. All right. Well, again, like always, thanks for supporting the show. Thank you for all the shares. Remember, sharing is caring. So once the show gets dropped, hit that share button, share along, bring that happiness that we brought you. Share it with the world. Let them know. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Let's fucking go Dolphins (laughs) tour for MVP. And I believe that we will win, baby. (laughs) There you go, man. Uh, My spotlight moment. Um, is I want to put a smile on Jason's face. Jason, I would like to let you know that Lionel Richie won the Icon Award at the American hey, Music Awards. Hey, look at the smile on that guy. You're right. Oh, there you go, man. Man. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I just always remember Jason be telling me that if he's at a Lionel Richie concert, he'd fucking throw his panties at him. I'm like, wait, <laughs> why are you wearing panties, Jason? Hello? Because they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a great you know, big line of Richie guys. So I knew he'd be happy to Fuck hear yeah. that. Uh, fucking icon awards. Um, I love that. That's what's up, man. There you go, man. Good but all right, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're at, wherever you are, if you made us the circle of slime a part of your day, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we love you. It's me, your boy Skinny, Jazzy J, and the one and only Ozzy Fucking Fresh. Peace out, everybody. Taco Tuesday.